And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 62 of the Allison Rose and His Your New Best Friend Show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's an actor and composer, also known as Sugar Britches by the ladies at Touch of Class. It's Michael Cassidy. And he's a writer, actor, and comedian who always has some nair to spare. He's not a billionaire. He just wants to share the nair. It's Paul Russ. Tone Zone is here to let you know that if you're vaccinated, you can come see him live on tour, or you can just come over and snuggle. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little pecan popsicles. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate, in full disclosure, I didn't even know there were nut-flavored popsicles. I'm not even sure it's a real thing. I think it is, though. was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Lisa Lowry. All sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. Weekly bonus episodes, the most recent bonus episode featured 20 minutes of my four-year-old. And some people might think that sounds awful. Um, And I get that, but a lot of people feel that it was their dose of cuteness that they needed. He had a lot to share. There's video and audio of that. And then 40 more minutes of me answering your highly personal questions. I will name names. I'm not afraid to. Um, Also, Zoom parties. Also, a level where you can text me and I text you back. We're having fun, you guys. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. Patreon. I am so excited to welcome back to the show the guests that I am about to welcome back. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm trapped in a cul-de-sac, a logical introductory cul-de-sac. Paul Rust, hello. Oh, hi, Allison. It's I'm good so, to see you. I'm so excited to have you on the show. You're, you've already been cracking me up just with your various photo poses. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, 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 they got uh, they ranged from silly to Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a perfect way to describe it. Michael Cassidy, hello. Hi, Allison. How's it Hi, going, guys? Hi. Hi, Mike. It's going really well. It's great to be back. It's so nice to see you guys. The last time you were on, um, we really took the piss, I think that's a British saying, out of the angle at which we're seeing you, which was described like a security cam. It's just way yeah, up we're high. we're still there. Oh, yeah. I you don't claim- think that anything has changed. No, right, because you claimed that you broke into someone's house to do the show. Yes, that's right. I'm in a different house now. Um, I broke into uh, Francis Ford Coppola's villa, and <laughs> this is kind of like the back house Wow. That I found. And it's really nice. I love um, I love the consistency of you always breaking into a house that has a keyboard for my show. Yeah. Well, I bring the keyboard in, <laughs> smash the window in with the keyboard, <laughs> and then I throw the keyboard in because if somebody's just inside the window, that knocks them out. And then I got my run of the place. Works every time. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, I, I want to circle back and find out now as we transition to no longer needing to do so many zooms are you going to continue breaking into people's houses with your keyboard think about that why no you actually yeah, you know of what? course you i'll can, think about it okay think about it and and then yeah i don't want to get like a, a hasty answer daniel <laughs> wants 
Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Excellent intro. Uh, for people who who follow this kind of thing, and there are a lot of them, oh, yeah. you did that intro live. You've been in yeah. the habit of recording them after the fact, but that one was yeah. live, and it was off the charts. Amazing. Well, thank you. Not sure I agree, but I appreciate the compliment. Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much uh, had to, uh, I shouldn't disclose this, but I, I wrote it very quickly because I had a lot of work today, but I didn't want to disappoint you, Allison. I think so everyone I appreciate... who listens knows that you do them usually pretty late, last minute. Some days I cut it a little closer than other days, but that's, uh, maybe I should say uh, I've, I spent weeks crafting it. When to... <laughs> When I did my bumper shoot show, well, I did three bumper shoot shows, but the one that needed the intro, you wrote a really funny joke, which I don't remember right now, so I'm sorry, but I was very impressed. You wrote it in the cab on the way over it. It it, It made me so nervous. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I wish I could be released from this hell of having to write these all the time. You should, you should <laughs> but, have uh, never been good. <laughs> but uh, here I am. So I know. thank you. Going on Glad six years of this, right? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Thaxton, hello. Hello, how's it going? Good, good, good. I want to say that uh, I just, I appreciate, you know, you're giving Mike a hard time about his angle, but it, it's like the opposite of the uh, old guys that you see on the news that yes. are on Zoom, where they always are like way down too low and it's under their chin. <laughs> This is a much more flattering angle. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> You're right. Francis it's... Ford Coppola, indeed. That angle choice is really, <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something about that house rubbing off on you. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm watching Rumblefish. That's the movie he's most associated with, right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll be the one that goes down with his name. So, Michael, what do you think? As we transition to emerging into society again, will you continue to break into homes to do your I think, podcast? I th- I think I definitely will. It's one of these things that in, you know, like in pandemic, like now I have these Zooms that I do with my friends that don't live in LA. We never did that before. Now, why would we stop doing that? It's the best. There's all these little things that like, you know, people maybe will be a little more clean and like use antibacterial and masks more than usual. Like there'll be residual effects of the pandemic. And I think probably most of all will be Whenever I'm on a podcast, I break into somebody's house and <laughs> upload it from their hard drive, and um, I don't know. It's like see the world, right? It's kind of, life. It's like out of this crisis moment, you were forced to discover a better way to do things. I think so. It's kind of the perfect <laughs> crime because imagine it's victimless. Yeah. Well, if you ever got caught, who's going to get mad about someone recording a podcast? You know what I yeah. mean? It's so charming. You walk in and yeah. you see somebody you see somebody with a microphone doing a podcast and you're like, "Oh, whatever you're doing, I love it." Oh, it's sorry just to interrupt. so adorable and perfect. Are they talking about carbohydrates? How whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, Michael, you just had a birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Yes, I did. It's true. Thank you. <laughs> thank and, you. And you guys had a small or large, I couldn't really tell, backyard party with some live was, music. How was that oh after all this time? That was like the first tiptoe back into uh yeah, human contact on any lo- any scale. It was it was it was a small deal. It was a couple dozen folks, but it, and uh yeah, Don't Stop or We'll Die played uh Paul and Tony and Amin Zarukian and I 
And the sloppy boys played. You guys know the sloppy boys. We're are we're pals. real slop heads over. I'm a real yeah. slop head. Yeah. Absolutely. This is a this is a zoom full of slop heads that we're looking at. <laughs> That's right. I'm looking at a zoom full of slop heads. I'm listening to a pod full of slop heads. All this new jargon. Who can keep up? And Only Mike, the young people. Mike, I gotta say, uh, uh, Tony, you gotta agree with me. W- w- was that just not the greatest uh, vibe at that party? I feel like you know um, when people have like a a, a, a near death experience, like they almost get uh, hit by a car, and then after that, like an orange tastes sweeter than it ever tasted before <laughs> it, it, it did seem like people everybody was there was so they were everybody was so appreciative and grateful yeah. to be outside with friends it added uh just a an extra bit of what would have already been a very special party uh, it was even uh more golden because of that wouldn't you agree Absolutely. It was, yeah. uh, and the weather was perfect on top of all that. Yeah. And, uh, it was. Even today was a little too warm for it. Even yeah. just days after, we hit the sweet spot over the weekend. It's true. Really It did. was good. It was a good road test of uh, having little backyard jamborees. Might be a fun summer, guys. I don't yeah, want to jinx it, but it might be a fucking fun summer. Sorry no. if I'm supposed to not say No, that, we love... Might be a fucking fun summer. We fucking love that word and other similar bad words. But they're not bad, though. <laughs> What's the most similar one, would you say? To fucking? <laughs> yeah. Um, Sucking. Yeah, good. That's close. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> sucking. Sucking. Oh, yeah. Fucking and sucking. Those go great together. Yeah. And neither one can be said on TV. <laughs> no. Um, well, it... It's interesting you can't say on TV still to this day network television scumbag which is like you would think it would be True. like every cop show you think they say we're going to get that scumbag and throw him in jail but uh yeah it's a naughty naughty word because you know what it really refers to right well I don't want to but yes go on <laughs> hmm <laughs> A used condom, a a jizz yeah. bag. It's so gross. gross. Yeah. It's yucky. It is definitely yucky. But my grandparents thought yucky was a bad word, and that's so baffling to me. What? what? Yeah. Wow. What What does yucky come from? What's the etymology there? If scumbag oh, is like, I don't think there was anything sexual about it. I don't think they even had a specific. Uh, like we dislike this word because X, Y, Z. I just remember my mo- my parents are very free with bad words, but I remember my mom like pulling me aside before we went to visit them and saying that they don't like the word yucky. And I remember my cousin had used the word yucky in front of them and it was, it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember once yeah. before I was like old enough to know any good swears, they were like, there were kids walking home with us. This was like second grade for me, maybe. And there were like kind of older kids following us and they were annoying me. And they said, I forget what they said to me. They agitated me with like, you little, um, I forget what they said. And, and I, um, and I turned around to them and I said, you guys are willows. <laughs> Cause there was a willow tree in the, in the park across from my, I bet they called me a pussy and I called them willows. <laughs> and that was like my mental connection. That's amazing. But I was like too young to sway. I just didn't even know whatever. I, or maybe I knew them and I just like couldn't 
bear to utter like the f word at that age i think i would have that would have like i don't know i don't know when's the youngest you guys remember swearing do you guys remember I'm like, at birth <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck mom fuck you <laughs> um i'm trying to remember when i when i became aware of and enjoyed using those words i mean i want to say like maybe six or seven maybe but but i'm just mm-hmm. guessing i don't actually have a memory of it i know so i loved truly tasteless jokes that book series and that is where i was introduced to a lot of terms and i thought pussy was pussy like i in my head that's how i pronounced it for years and years and years <laughs> it's grosser it yeah. really is yeah and then i also <laughs> thought virgin was virgin and i didn't know what any of it meant like the zodiac. Did you know what Virgo was? Is that what the path to that was? No, no. I had this book. Oh God, what was it called? If it's, it was called. If it's not funny, why am I laughing? And it was about these high school. I read it in fourth grade. Did not understand it at all. It was about these high schoolers. It was in the Young Love series, um, and uh, and the I, the other one I read was called I Saw Him First. And it was about this guy named Seymour. But in If It's Not Funny, Why Am I Laughing? This, there's this high school and this mean game is played. And it's like to see how many virgins the guys can sleep with. Uh, and that's – but uh, so that's where I, I uh, encountered this word. And I also Virgin remember – Virgin is a term. What is a virgin? It's like a vegan who also eats lamb. Wait. That's a virgin? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> or it's it's a vegan who also eats little pickles. Yeah, he also, <laughs> in addition to eating other vegetables, he eats little pickles. What kind of a vegan would make the exception for, for lamb? lamb. <laughs> I only eat baby sheep. Like I only <laughs> eat yeah, animals that are mentioned in the Bible. Look, I believe animals have feelings and know when they're being hurt and they feel torture. So that's why I only eat baby lambs. <laughs> <laughs> they're the dumbest. Nope. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. I, I guess those are Snowpiercer rules, right? Did you guys have you guys seen Snowpiercer? No, I haven't, but I've heard of it. What is it? Well, uh, they you, 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 part of it is you find out that the people are eating, uh, they're staying alive by eating humans. Oh, the poor people are, are staying alive by eating humans, and then they find out that the babies taste best because they're the most yeah. tender. Yeah, Not that like I've ever thought lamb. about it. <laughs> yeah, I remember Daniel and I were out to dinner at this really nice restaurant. This is, you know, before the pandemic. And you I think you ordered lamb, right? You ordered yeah. the spring lamb and you didn't know what it was. Well, and, unfor- and I ruined your life by explaining. Oh, and spring lamb means in the spring of its life? I think it's like yeah. spring lamb, it's some very specific designation for how young it is. It's, it's upsetting. It's I, like, I find it me, upsetting. To me, lambs, sheeps, goats, rams, these are all completely different species. <laughs> I did not realize. <laughs> I just didn't know. And now yeah. that I know, I can't eat lamb anymore, but it's so yummy, but I can't. Well, and also like baby humans, I mean, not to get too much into birth stuff, but there is like a a substance at birth that people use. It is like a life 
Like you people rub it on their skins and wounds and stuff. Do you, Allison? Do you know what I'm talking? Are you talking about, about colostrum? The name of this thing? Colostrum. colostrum exactly. Yeah. Yes. And colostrum is like a very real like you're talking about fountain of youth like chemical that is involved with birth and like people like bottle it up and use it for like you know whatever. Yeah. Um, to stay Gross. young forever, of course. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh, I have. I, ha- I know of things that'll help you appear to stay young forever, but I will get into that later. That felt like a, <laughs> that was such an un, that was such a sleazy, unsavory tease. Such a colostrum tease. It really was a colossal colostrum tease. Um, <laughs> so you guys, I have lately been very focused, very is too strong, but I've been focused on trying to be less dependent on external validation. I feel like that's like a thing that a lot of us, especially in this industry work on, but I've just been taught, I've been sharing like these cheesy um, epiphanies I've been having. And I've just really, I feel like I'm making headway. I feel like I'm seeing life more clearly and myself more clearly. However, I did spend an hour to an hour and a half obsessing over my lift passenger score the other day have you guys ever <laughs> have you ever looked yours it was such a waste of time have you ever looked yours up do you know what you have what is yours have. bad this is the first time i've even considered that it would exist actually it was this- like i found a new like ooh. have i ever looked at this comment section even though i try to avoid <laughs> comment section so what happened was i was sitting there musing to myself about the time that an older couple that I know was telling me about their user, their Uber, excuse me, their Uber user rating, that it was lower than they wanted it to be. And they thought it was because they had a dog that traveled with them. And I was thinking it's possible I'm related to these people. I don't know. I was thinking like, I could imagine them just be like just being very loud potentially eating hard candy in the car like doing a lot of things that you're not supposed to do you know versus me i'm like extremely conscientious i would never eat or drink in the car i'm very polite and agreeable and just i bet that i have just five across the board i I tip well so i I, and lyft used to keep theirs private um, you, you could like write to them. And I think because of freedom of information, they had to tell you. So I, before even catching myself, cause this is, this is very, that's Allison 2.0 and I'm working on Allison 3.0, but this is some retrograde behavior. I just quickly Googled Lyft user rating and you just go into your settings and you, it's just right there. 4.9, you guys. Now I know that for I know it's I know I know I'm not it's almost worse it's almost better if you were like three because that just means there was one person one thing what is that so 4.9 so I'm like what (laughs) but who and how what how what do I make of this is it like one person hated me or is it like slowly a lot of people have just not felt that I'm five star material What's going on? So, <laughs> I mean, I re- this is like I had been clean for months and then I decided to like really go back to like my favorite hardcore drug or something. So I <laughs> just, you know, I just, they have a, you know, you can contact them 24-7. So I got in touch and I just wanted to know. I said I was very surprised at my rating. I'm very conscientious. I'm and, crazy. Um, <laughs> could you, t- what did I ask? Could, I was just curious if you could tell me 
which ride this was. Because I'm like going back oh thinking of... Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of all the lifts I've ever taken. You know, could it like... And of course, it's like a couple times I did order lifts for my friends. Naturally, it's got to be that, right? Oh, but there was this one time that, you know, when we, at SF Sketch Fest, there were like five of us who piled in. That could have been annoying to the driver. I mean, I'm just, but basically, yeah. so anyway, he's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. We cannot, we are not allowed to disclose this information. And I was like, okay, could you tell me, was it more than one ride? Was it just one ride? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it was more than one ride. Whoa, oh. boy. And then, I mean, he's looking at the information. It's right there. And then I'm like, could you tell me what city it was in? I'm sorry, ma'am. We are unable to disclose this information. Um, anyway, he was not going to budge. I did you let it go. You should have said, like, how am I supposed to improve oh, my so performance good. if so I don't good. know what I did wrong? That's good. How how am I supposed to be a better driver if I can't go to the home address of these drivers and <laughs> talk to them about it? it I don't I didn't have a grand plan. I wasn't going to bust in with a keyboard or anything like you. I hadn't thought it through. It just doesn't make Oh, well, maybe you should. It just doesn't make sense to me. However, if someone said, "Oh yeah, it was in San Francisco," then I would have been like, "Oh, it was that one ride or like, "Oh, it was this date." Cuz Daniel, remember when we were going to the airport with the kids and we had to put our car seat in the car like that took a little bit of time that's tough always maybe blaming the kids maybe it's that but i mean <laughs> this is how this is how five star i am i called but, ahead to say uh-huh. is it okay if we like put our car seat in the car you know i mean i really crossed my t's or so i thought maybe that driver hates when passengers call him <laughs> if i were a driver i would too <laughs> right, that would I be my I thing. Would, yeah. So anyway, Allison, that's so uh, 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 crazy, funny. Thank you. Uh, first of all, it cracks me <laughs> up. Uh, I, yeah, and I got uh, two things. I was wondering: does the did it work that it's like fives across the board, and then two people give you just a one, and it brings it down, or do they just give you a four point eight? So it's and an, it break, makes question. it a four point nine. It's an average, and this is based on an average of fifty six rides. I did not do the math, but don't think I'm not going to. That's a lot of double negatives. What I mean to say is, when I sit down, I'm gonna just you know figure out what kind of situation would have created this. Yeah, and the other thing I was gonna say was like this really uh uh, uh demonstrates and underlines how we don't know. What's going on in other people's hearts and minds to the extent that I was wondering, is there some sick twist of an Uber driver who likes people who leave messes and are problems? Because it makes the only way to give five stars is to leave a mess. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like the person who's like. Or they don't, don't like know. your level of politeness, your obsequiousness. Right. Maybe they found it manipulative. <laughs> I'm I'm the Alice. I'm that too. I'm the uh, uh, obsequious trying to, uh, yes. Please, uh, yeah. <laughs> I... And it, it, I've often discovered later, oh, the person who I can't get is the one who's like, yeah, I know what you're up to, fucker. Cool down. <laughs> right. <laughs> have you ever asked them to turn down their music? I have. Oh. 
I've asked somebody to turn down their music. Yeah, I've asked people to turn up their music too. It's been very music dependent. <laughs> I was gonna say I've asked them to turn it up a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I'm trying to think um, if I have. I could see getting. I could see getting demoted for that. I've done the car seat thing a couple of times too. That's tough, guys. That's really tough because you can like call them and get permission, and yes, they say that they do it, and there are special cars that are for that. But it's hard to not feel like you're putting them out, even if you've gotten every permission in the world. Right. It, that's just car seats are tough. Am I right, guys? I think you're <laughs> right. Well, that's where you, the big tip comes in. But look, it's not. Con- yes, true. It's conditional. Conditional. The condition is <laughs> I put you out. I give you a big tip in exchange for my five star rating. The, yeah. <laughs> the only answer here, if it's really important to you, is at the end of each ride. You have him take his phone out, you take yours out, and at the same time, simultaneously, you push five. I mean, yeah, I... And you know, good. I always... Maybe you have a revolver to his head at this point. You don't know. Well, maybe I should do that thing that I... Five stars is five stars. That I hate, which is like asking in person. But I don't know why oh. I care. I don't... <laughs> oh, no. Don't, don't do that. I want to be a ghost for that experience. I, I can't be there in my corporal form watching it, but I want to be a ghost like watching you say, so can you tell me what rating you're going to give me? Oh, no. I don't mean that. No, no, no. I, oh. I don't mean... That would be uncomfortable. No, I mean saying to them, if, if you enjoyed my passengering in your car... Then check I would podcast. appreciate a five star rating. <laughs> sort of I like see. I feel like we are on the receiving end of that in life all the time. Daniel and I, and I hated this. We had movers, and oh my god, they tried to get us to leave them a Yelp review while they were standing there before we had even paid them or before oh they'd given god. us the bill. It was so pushy, and they had broken stuff in boxes. Yeah, they were we actually terrible. Yet. They like they ruined my PS3. They like there was a back at the now, time when PS3 was the 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 most recent one. The one, yeah. yeah. They when you wanted that big bubbly one. We now it was our fault for putting a giant snow globe in the same box. <laughs> <laughs> we know, Daniel. We didn't remember. We're the lazy fucks who had them pack us. Oh, did they do that? They did that. Yeah, those fuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, they were like Russian acrobats. Like they were spending half the time in our driveway doing like parkour. <laughs> it was the most bizarre experience. It was actually that wow, was actually that's wait is that for real? They were doing like yeah uh, yeah tricks and stuff. They were yeah, like they were, I mean it was I guess part of the experience. There were like six of them, and when they were, it was like all hands on deck at our old place. But then when they were unloading the boxes into our new place, they were doing like Instagram videos and yeah, stuff. maybe like, back then it was just Snapchat or something. Who knows? A couple of would have been TikTok now. I know. Yeah. So a couple of them were unloading the boxes, and then the other ones were like hanging out by the van doing flips and stuff. I I moved in when when uh, an ex of mine and I moved from individual places into one new place. We hired movers. I forget who it was. Maybe that's better because this is not reflecting well on them, <laughs> the story. Actually, maybe it is. It was. We were totally fine with it. They did not break stuff. They helped us, and even including an acoustic piano, which is a big ask. Wow. I mean, like you said, you tip well, you pay them for what they do, but move, moving a piano is a, a colossal pain in the ass, whether you're hired to do it or not. Anyway. Yeah, I saw a documentary starring uh, Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> <about that. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they just released that footage finally, I heard. Oh, it's harrowing. <laughs> but these guys, they loaded everything up at her place and then smoked up on the steps mm. and got high. And then they came to my place and loaded up. And then they got stoned in the courtyard at my place. And then they came and unloaded at the new place. And then they got high in the backyard, like within the course of like maybe two and a half hours. They were just constantly. Yeah, yeah it, w- it was at, at the very least unprofessional, but we were fine with it. Another client, though, this is kind of what touching on what you were talking about, Paul. You know, to us, five stars. We don't care. To somebody else, that'd be a one star experience. Yeah, like we didn't get bothered by them uh, smoking the drugs that made their spinach muscles or whatever. Maybe they needed it. Yeah, if it was Maybe. like the client that uh, hired them was like the principal from Greece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Did you guys see the the someone was sharing uh, this <laughs> clip from Greece too? Did you see the clip from Greece too? Where there's I a love guy, Greece too, so I've there's a probably... there's a clip from the movie where the guy's running they're like on the track and his entire yeah. junk comes out of his shorts. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. He jumps a hurdle and uh, out comes Grease three. <laughs> <laughs> the greasy three. Now when yeah. you say entire junk, are you talking about um the scumbag or also the penis? Uh <laughs> Like the whole, like, like <laughs> the sausage and the meatballs. Honey, why share my nickname for it? Um, yeah, he was the sausage a condom, and condom. I used condom. Oh, so the whole, in the all scene. three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a condom yeah. on it. It's That's right. Bizarre. The opening shot, I, for keep, I keep forgetting the opening shot of Grease 2 is there's a guy and he jumps over a hurdle and a used condom splashes out and it spells <laughs> Grease 2. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I forget that too. Um, <laughs> Daniel. And it's just end credits right after that. So strange. <laughs> Daniel, you think Greece, you prefer Greece 2 to Greece, right? Uh, well, I'm not a big Greece fan. Uh, and I watched Grease 2 like eight times one summer when I was a kid. <laughs> it was like, Sounds like you might be. Though. Well, it was a back Greece in the fan. days. We, look, I didn't have cable growing up. And when I went to visit my grandparents, they had HBO. And that was back when HBO would show. They'd had like two movies in rotation. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just like, I am not enjoying this really, but, <laughs> but I got to get it, it all while I can. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not going to have HBO when I get home. So I watched, yeah, I watched that shit eight times. And, you uh, watched Grease eight times or Grease two eight times? So actually, times. you saw Grease 16. <laughs> yeah. He, so yeah, Gre- watching Grease 2 eight times is the same as watching the original Grease 16. Yeah, that's times. accurate. Yeah. That's true. I, I love Grease 2. I love Grease 1 more, but uh, uh, they're both amazing. Grease 1 I watch probably like once or twice a year. Um, I have it on uh, Blu-ray and I watch it and stuff. Uh, uh, my wife Leslie and I, we d- realize you can... Hey, there's you don't have to sit around for the talky parts. You can fast forward to all the singing and dancing parts. That's a fun <laughs> way to watch Grease. But um, yeah. the the thing I've experienced always uh, with uh, Grease, but with John Travolta uh, at large, is any person, any woman I've ever dated, I am way more attracted 
to John Travolta than they are. <laughs> I'll be like, John Travolta? Whew, what a looker that guy is. Like, I don't know, he's got that weird dimple right. in his chin and stuff. And I'm like, oh, look at his legs when he dances. <laughs> so They're like, yeah, he's got a big hole in his face and a wiggly legs. <laughs> specifically Grease John Travolta or John Travolta as a whole. Uh, oh, no, specifically look who's talking to John Travolta. <laughs> Battlefield Earth Travolta. Well, yeah. just to add uh, just one more data point. I never in my entire life have ever been attracted at all to John Travolta. Wow. See, yeah. It, 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 um, maybe that's a question to throw out there. Hey, listeners. <laughs> have you, male or female, or however you identify, have you uh, ever been attracted to John Travolta? Tweet at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Uh, Let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And let Hashtag us- Travolta... Revolta Ooh. if you don't like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what and, should it be um, if, you, if you do? Yeah. Provolta. Uh, what is it? Pro- hashtag Provolta. Pro yeah. Daniel. This is really good. What do, you've, saw, you've seen it 16 times. What do you think of John Travolta? <laughs> and you're not afraid to acknowledge an attractive man? I, um, I find him to be odd looking, but I like odd looking. <laughs> <laughs> thank, He's thank even you. gotten. He's gotten even more odd looking in his later years. Oh, He's yeah. very it's it's, it's sure. It's going in a very very strange direction and I'm I'm here for it. Um I think I think his rebrands have been all very like fun and like shaved head, goatee, got it. Do it. <laughs> this wig, got it. Fully recognizing that you wear wigs in public, switching them all the time, got it. Love it. Yeah. And it's not just looks though it's it's skin deep it's also like i think he has like a a a tender gentle like quality that's like very winning to to watch on screen (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true winning you know when he played cubert he does kind of look like cubert doesn't he oh i'd love to see judge of all the in a live, live action, action humor, yes. <laughs> that would be the best. Oh, he does have man. the chin thing you point out. Like it does. It's like he's like a real life like Buzz Lightyear or something. It's like a cartoony mm-hmm. like jaw oh. and man man cartoon man face. Yeah. He's like a Mort Drucker drawing from that <laughs> magazine. You know yeah, what I mean? And which, then when Mort Drucker had to draw him, it became even more exaggerated. <laughs> that does that was my instinct was like, oh, I gotta Google John Travolta Drucker and see like <laughs> what you exaggerated even more and it's like <laughs> Um But allu- I would say also this doesn't cross this doesn't cross over in Greece. Certainly Olivia Newton John is I mean is in my experience uh, fully adored for her presence. Prime John uh, by all genders in yeah. in Greece. So I don't know. Maybe he's you know and and maybe being a polarizing figure is maybe that better. Maybe that's what John Travolta wants. I don't know. Maybe it's his Alice, dream. Allison, do you like Greece? Greece too? I, I you know I don't think I've seen Greece too. I think I need to see it. Um, I enjoy Greece. Honey, you're living it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm- was it the the? See, I should know this. I've seen it eight times. The Dark Rider, or what is he? The 
Cool writer. Cool writer. Oh, yeah, but Allison is also like, yeah, like the uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. She's like the pink lady. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. And you're the Aussie heartthrob who's come on the scene. That's definitely us, Daniel. Remember our first. (laughs) Um, I enjoy Grease. I don't watch it twice a year like you and Leslie. (laughs) Um, but I did. It, it holds a special place in my heart. Uh, in seventh grade, I was on the so our, the eighth grade did a musical, and it was always like a big deal every year. And if you in seventh grade, a select group of seventh graders um, could be on the crew, and so I was on the crew for Greece. However, cool I was fuck. assigned. Um, <laughs> I was assigned it really like the one of the worst things you could get, which is just house lights. So I just sat next to this gigantic light panel and just like turned something on and then turned it off and then <laughs> turned it on. And I missed I didn't get to see the show at all because I just sat there <laughs> backstage. <laughs> but it's, I still felt very important. Um, listen, you guys, we've been talking about looks and I want to tell you about something that uh, I love and I think you will love as well. And that is apostrophe. Um, They offer prescription treatments for acne and for other skin concerns. Uh, It's super duper easy to use you. It's, it's all online. You submit some pictures, you fill out a questionnaire. Um, So I've been wanting to try retin-A for fine lines and things like that. Got a prescription, started using it around Christmas and I really think it has made a bit of a difference. I've been getting compliments. And then also, um, I had, and I say had, because they really faded, these dark spots on my face, and they prescribed me um, a, a skin bleaching cream for that. So together, they've worked really well. Um, they, also, they also do other things for, um, for more. I, I don't really have acne anymore, although I did when I was younger. Um, so you simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats acne. They can also help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. Um, oh, and then the, the unboxing experience is really great. They, I really like the packaging. It's very, it's, uh, it's color well it's white bottles but they're in the it's like a yellow cool box that it comes in and i don't know it looks good on your looks good on your uh on your counter or in your medicine cabinet um so we have a special deal for you guys save $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash best friend when you use our code best friend this code is only available to our listeners to get started just go to apostrophe.com slash best friend and click begin visit and then use our code best friend at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit that's apostrophe dot com slash best friend and use the, that code best friend to get your dermatology visit and save $15. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. I also want to tell you guys about a delicious new uh, snack that I tried. It is called Monk Pack. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars contain just one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. They're gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, and non-GMO with no soy, trans fat, sugar, alcohols, or artificial colors. So I was very excited when this box of different flavors arrived. Um, I d- dug in into the white chocolate macadamia flavored bar. Um, and it was so good. Very, I like things that are sweet and it was perfectly sweet. Uh, Daniel, did you also, I, I let you try it. what do you think of it? 
Oh yeah, that was really good. I, I always expect those things to be gnarly, but <laughs> super yummy. <laughs> right. It it was not gnarly, you guys. There was no not gnarl gnarly about it. There... It was not, yeah. not gnarly. It was yummy. Monk monk pack keto granola bars have a soft and chewy texture and come in delicious flavors like coconut, cocoa chip, peanut butter, and blueberry almond vanilla. I'm obsessed with these bars and probably eat more than I should to make sure I'm always fully stocked. I signed up for a subscription to my favorite flavors, which saves me 10% on every order and ships them to me automatically. Uh, try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code best friend at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at gnarly. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's monkpack, M-U-N-K-P-A-C.com and select any product and then enter the code best friend checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monkpack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Okay. And we're back. Um, so Allison, yes, I just, ha- uh, you feel free to not use this, cut this if you want to. Okay. But I had a thought, um, a slogan for apostrophe. Oh, what is it? Apostrophe. It's not just a punctuation mark used to indicate either possession or the emission of letters or numbers. <laughs> I <Ooh>. love it. <laughs> really I'm going to send that to good. them. Really Evokes Please. all the right feelings. That's right. Also, um, I have a jingle for Monk Pack. Oh my god! They- We're the Monk Pack. M U N K P A C K. We're the Monk Pack. Okay, that's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Is that like is that like a kid show about a bunch of monks who <laughs> monk pack, like solve monk crimes? Pack Theodore <laughs> Monk Sharks. <laughs> monk sharks. <laughs> and then one actual monk. Yeah, he's got to. Ooh, Monk Sharks is a good like. That should be like another a a rebrand of Shark Tank, where it's all (laughs) monks, and you have to go and chant for them. Oh yes, (laughs) Yes. Monk Week. And it's like undiscovered, like (laughs) Monk Week. Other monks, yeah. I'm out. Discovery. (laughs) When Nat Geo does. Oh no, that's Discovery. Who does Shark Week? Whatever. (laughs) Um. Um. That reminds me of a joke that a friend told. Is that funny to say? <laughs> yes. I, our friend Alan McLeod, um, I was talking about like something like, oh, there's a prediction about the Mayan calendar. And he had the great idea to have a Mayan calendar be like all like Mayan bodybuilders <laughs> doing like a monthly Mayan calendar. <laughs> okay. So that was uh, a joke somebody else told, and they're not even here. So that was totally worth Name them. Alan McLeod. Alan McLeod. He already did. <laughs> Alan McLeod, um, you should, Daniel, if you care to share, what was, why did you have all your flatulent characters? What was the game? It was going to be like Clue. <laughs> what are you talking about? Gaseous McLeod. 
oh, oh, oh. We were going to have a game that was like Clue, except it was like who smelt it. So you, it's like a house and someone, you have to figure out like, do you smell it in this room? And then, and then what did they eat? So it'd be like, you know, and then so we named the characters. It was Gaseous Like McLeod. a board game? I think, uh, yes, a board. It could be a board game, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a board game. <laughs> <laughs> or VR. This is very good. This is like one of those murder mystery party games and everybody has to know. Um, it's like, like Gaseous McCloud, Toots LaRue. Uh, I can't remember the Larry moment, Fartinsky. Was, Larry Fartinsky. He's like, he's, <laughs> yes, very good. Oh, what were what, the other ones? I can't remember. Larry I feel like we mentioned them on the podcast. So when people write in with Pro Volta or or Travolta Revolta, let us know if you remember our fart characters. Yeah. Uh, one could be uh, Silas, but deadly. Ooh. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, yeah. wasn't something La Plume? <laughs> that's Pants good. Well, the Toots Larue. <laughs> Toots Larue. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Toots Larue, Gaseous McCloud, Larry Fartin. Happy La Poop. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I feel like we do a lot of like McGee's. Was there a McGee or anything? Oh. <laughs> well, it'll come Shit, to you. McGee. Yeah, I can't remember. It was a while ago. <laughs> <sighs> that was before having children robbed you of your creativity. I know it's gone now, but it was like it was fun because then you could be like, you know, was it with the you know did he eat beans? You know, did he eat <laughs> uh, right? Was it know, like toots the room? And that would be like right. that would be like the ranch or the, yeah. the news or yeah. whatever. Like toots the okay. room so, in the den with the fart beans. By beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little obsessed with it because I actually came up with a whole bunch of rules, and then it it was just it was problematic. And then I found out that somebody actually made a game that was like a really weak ass version of this. Where it was just like a character, you know, it was one of those kids' <laughs> games where you have someone that goes, and then you like. This was. <laughs> this sounds awesome. Go <laughs> they on. They put no care into it. No love. No love. <laughs> it was just they were just going for the check with the <laughs> fart game. <laughs> they stopped. <laughs> it was so cynical. Yep. <laughs> they didn't know about the pure ideas. <laughs> they stopped at the concept, and I went deeper. <laughs> <laughs> so my un. My understanding is we have a Paul and Michael quiz. Now, we haven't done one of these in a while. This is something that I like to do with repeat guests where we have the guest give us a quiz to see who knows the guest best. This is the first time it's a dual quiz, and I like that. So it's because Paul and Michael, obviously, they know each other the best, I'm assuming. So this is like, but Tony knows them pretty well. So Tony does have an unfair advantage. Um, and I always forget how we do this. I think they ask a question, then we give our answer. We should all keep our own score. This is exciting. And guys, don't let this lead to any fallouts. Okay. <laughs> all right. I will try. I'll Not try, but yeah, no answer. promises. Yeah. Daniel, do you have, I, does everyone have something to write on? Yeah. Uh, okay. I think. It can just I'll be a sharpie on your own skin if if that's <laughs> easiest. I think Tony has a Momentous. little thing to play. What? There you go. Just a little, <laughs> little sample from Song a Week. Yeah, that was wow. a Don't Stop World Die song. I love, love it. it. This is a surprise. I love it. 
It's now a quiz theme. All right, how do we do this? Okay, so you we ask you the question. Yeah, so you ask the question, and then we are then Tony plays some sound effects, some quiz sound effects, and then we'll all write down or come up with our answer, and then we will say our answers, and you say what the right answer is. Okay, so I don't know how you normally go, but there's three questions about Paul and three questions about myself. Do you want to do by person, or do you want to alternate, or is it like? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Let's alternate. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh no! I mean, actually, yeah. Let's just see. I think I think any way is going to work. Tony, can you use your quiz sound effects? <laughs> okay. You are the weakest link. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Number one. You are American Idol. You are the strongest link. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so question one. That's right. All right. Paul's hometown of Lamar's, Iowa, is known as which of the following? The corn maze capital of the world. That's A. Okay. B. The ice cream capital of the world. <laughs> C. The tater tot capital of the world. <laughs> D. The windmill capital of the world. <laughs> wow. All right. A. The corn maze capital of the world. B. The ice cream capital of the world. C. The tater tot capital of the world. D. The windmill capital of the world. Lamar's, Iowa, where Paul is from. Okay, I have a guess. Everyone have their guess? I have a mm-hmm. guess, yes. Okay. I, so we'll, then we'll go around and say, I'm guessing okay. ice cream capital. I was tempted by corn maze, but that feels too on the nose. So I'm going with ice cream because it's like ringing a very distant bell because I feel like maybe I've heard this before. Daniel, what do you think? Um, I don't know a lot about Iowa. I know they have corn. So I'm I, I'm going with the corn maze because I'm thinking... I think you walked right into that one. I know, but it's like, to be ice cream, it's possible, but wouldn't you need a lot of dairy? Maybe, Maybe they there's, have that. I don't know. And tater tots, that's Idaho, let's be honest. And... Windmill. Let's be honest. Windmill. <laughs> I just don't see... I, it's got to be corn maze, but maybe it's too obvious. Okay, Tony? Uh, I also I had the same thinking as you, Allison. I also said ice cream because it, for some reason, sounded familiar to me. That's right. It might have come up before. Okay, what is the answer? The answer is be the ice cream capital of the world. Yay! I did try to have some of the questions be stuff that we've talked about on your podcast before. Oh, that was or on our podcast before. I guess. Oh, I, w- not I will say this. I've never gotten a single answer <laughs> right on this in any of these games ever. And, and <laughs> I've given a quiz before. I'm always wrong. Um, <laughs> you failed your questions too. Yeah, yes. that's all right. You got to be consistent. You know what? Time. I'm surprised uh, that I agree. I don't think the ice cream capital of the world would be in Iowa. I would think it would be where you guys are. <laughs> Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the bank where you keep all the stuff. So wait, Paul, does the the town deserve this? uh, Yeah, good. This moniker. 
Some snotty publications might occasionally say the self-proclaimed uh, ice cream capital of the world, but uh, I, I think it is per or, 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 uh, 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 unit, like, it, it does release the most ice cream. Wait, from, so it like, produces location. the most, not eats the most. <laughs> yes, right, 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 because it's from, uh, it's a, <laughs> maybe both, Wells Blue, uh, it's for the factory for Wells Blue Bunny, uh, if you guys... Yes. Ever yep. see the that that logo? Yeah. But I don't when yep. I think ice cream, I think um well the first thing I think is dryers and then like um Hagen Dawes and uh Ben and, ben Jerry's. and Jerry's. I don't think blue blue bunny, that's what they're called. Yeah, but they they uh they secretly make Hagen Dawes <gasps> in their plant and then they ship it oh out. I worked there for two and a half days and I signed a contract that said I would never spill that secret. Oh no, no, they're coming for you! Oh my! God. I saw pallets, pallets of Hagen Dawes. Wow! I mean, you got to do that. You got to you got to diversify. And I think like Blue Bunny was not. I mean, I would have thought of Ben and Jerry's and Hagen Dawes first too, but I I see Blue Bunny in stores here. Mm-hmm. And like it's all over the place, so it's definitely like a international superstar, guys. Blue Bunny's a superstar. So, oh yeah, Queen Elizabeth was heard saying, "Blue Bunny makes my butt blue." <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like that's how I heard it. Um, wait, I have a question. So you worked there for two and a half days. Tell yes. us about this. Hi. Uh oh, I uh, quit because of serious depression oh my i hated it it was uh it was built to not have any human connection whatsoever it was just so cold so loud you couldn't talk to anybody um there were some um uh people they brought in from hungary to work there and because i was like really really scrawny in high school and my head was shaved people kept coming up to me thinking i was hungarian (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh, you were like no I'm just hungry for ice cream (laughs) 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 what was your what was what was your job there like were you at the factory uh sanitation yeah it was like spraying down the uh uh equipment which you know versus like what's Mike you were spraying down the ice cream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Putting Windex on the ice cream? <laughs> There's a far, far worse things, and I don't, uh, to be, and I don't mean to be whatever, I, I was being a, a gentle little sensitive boy, uh, and uh, I, I remember I called up my sister, and I was like, because my parents were out of town, and I called up my oldest sister for advice, I was like, can I have your permission to quit? <laughs> and she's like, yes, yes, quit. If mom and dad are mad at you, I, I said it was okay. And then when my parents came home, I, I told them, and they were cool with it. They got it. It was the summer before I went to college, so it was supposed to be like, you go and you work this job and you make a bunch of money for saving you know, pocket money. I don't know. Just- and your exit view- interview was with the actual Blue Bunny, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He, uh, you had to sit in a room like kind of a, a heat lamp interrogation yeah. room with a big <laughs> blue bunny. And let's just say in regards to his uh, demeanor, it's not just the ice cream that's cold. <laughs> oh. What what job did you end up taking? 
I worked at the radio station uh, in my town, and then uh, just sort of made some some money. This was serendipity that you ended up, yeah, on the airwaves, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Oh hey, uh, hey, ho, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man, <it's> the- <laughs> they can't hide that talent under an ice cream bushel. Was that your catchphrase? Yeah, I learned from broadcasting, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um so tony and i right, each have so a point we- daniel does not let's do number two all right should we do we'll alternate here yeah that's good michael cassidy me michael's hometown of fort dodge iowa is home to all of the following except a the original perkins restaurant b the cardiff giant a fossilized man <laughs> C. The Carl King Municipal Band. D. The Fort Museum. <laughs> Michael's hometown of Fort Dodge, Iowa, is home to all the following except A. The original Perkins. B. The Cardiff Giant, a fossilized man. C. The Carl King Municipal Band. Or D. The Fort Museum. Fort or Ford? Fort. Oh, yeah, I thought you said Ford the first time. But the Fort Museum. All right, I have a guess. This and Andy Rooney and more. <laughs> <laughs> On what? On what? Okay, I am. All right, what are your guesses? I am guessing this. I, I find this one very difficult. I'm guessing the Carl King Municipal Band because for some reason I feel like I was going to do Ford Museum, but upon finding out it's Fort Museum, I for some reason that is ringing a distant bell. Um like maybe we talked about forts or something. I don't know. I do feel like maybe I'm I'm choosing inc- incorrectly, but I got to go with my gut, so I'm saying Carl King Municipal Band. C. Daniel? Okay. I mean, who the hell knows? <laughs> I I feel like no one town is interesting enough to have all of that and a fossilized man unless the fossilized (laughs) man is like a roadside attraction which you know you never know with these roadside attractions Uh, but i gotta go with uh i gotta go with b cardiff giant cardiff giant that was compelling i feel like i chose wrong tony once again, you and I, Allison, in the same way. Uh, but I just stuck with the initial guess, even though it was wrong, of Ford Museum, because I was like, I think that's in Michigan. And mm. then uh, when I found out it was Ford, right. I don't know. So I'm just sticking with Ford. Okay. Okay, good good guesses, guys. Ooh, each, but everybody took, okay. We're, we're across okay, the board. Okay, so we have 1B, 1C, 1D. The answer, Ford Dodge Iowa is home to all the following except... A, the original Perkins. Oh, whoa! I thought there for is. sure that was one of them. There is a Cardiff Giant, and it is a roadside uh. attraction, Daniel. That's exactly what it is. It's like there was like a, a rigmarole uh, snake oil salesman <laughs> like 150 years ago that buried a big stone man out in the field and then dug it up uh. and was like, oh my gosh, we got a fossilized man here. It's the dumbest thing in the world. It's still there. Uh, it is home to see the Carl King Municipal Band, one of the only 
one of the oldest municipal bands in America, ah. Carl, Carl King, you know, he wrote a bunch of March music and the Fort Museum is the fort from Fort Dodge. What a town, Fort Dodge. Nobody knows anything about it. And you know, I, the only question I could have asked about Fort Dodge that you guys would have known about would have been about a, been about a touch of class, but I couldn't come up with a question that was <laughs> in all a mystery. Right. I- it just would have been so obvious, so I didn't put Touch of Class on there. I guess that could have been an obvious gimme, but, you know, whatever. We all learned something? <laughs> Were you going to say something, I, Daniel? I was I was looking up Touch of Class, uh, Fort Dodge, <laughs> um, and found nothing, but there was, in Florida, a roadside strip club called Fort Touch of Class that was shut down. So Ooh, maybe they maybe they started franchising. Maybe, maybe. You know. <laughs> the Ray Kroc of <laughs> <laughs> shitty. Yeah, we gotta get more blenders in these touch of classes. <laughs> uh all right, number three. Okay, number three. I would have thought more grinders. <laughs> <laughs> You're referring to the large sandwich, right? Yeah, hoagies. <laughs> Paul Rust's father's shop in Lamar's, Iowa, was called A, Soul and Spur, S-O-L-E, B, Rust's Western Shed, C, Rusty's Boot and Spur, D, Spurs on Main. <laughs> Paul's dad's shop in Lamar's was called A, Soul and Spur, B, Rust's Western Shed, C, Rusty's Boot and Spur. D, Spurs on Main. This and Mo Rocca on tonight's 60 Minutes. <laughs> um, okay, I have a guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go for it. Okay, once again, this is very, very challenging. For some reason, Spurs on Main sh- lit up a little more than the others, although Soul and Spur, or no, no, sorry. Boot and Spur. I thought Soul and Spur was in yeah, twice. Yeah, Soul and Spur is right. That's right. A, and then Soul Rusty's and Boot and Spur is C. Gosh, this is hard. I'm going with Spurs on Main, though. D. Okay, D, Spurs on Daniel. Main. Going with A, Soul and Spur. Uh, sounds like a, a Western New Age shop. I like it. <laughs> you, can get, you can get your Wranglers and some incense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, real quick, real quick. Did you guys know that patchouli is like a specific flower that exists? I thought patchouli was sort of like, um, what's it called? Like man, potpourri, man. like a term for like a lot of stuff. But it's one specific thing. Wasn't it? Oh. Wasn't it used to pack things that came from India? Like anything that shipped from India had that, and then it became. It was like. Uh, Stolen by the hippies? Well, it was kind of considered a smell, like mothball smell, like something that people didn't like and then kind of came back into favor. I I don't have any, I don't know when I've ever heard the word patchouli before today. Really? Really? I first yeah, heard I, it in High Fidelity. I think that's where I first remember hearing it for the first oh, time, too. Oh, yes! What are they? What's the high fidelity that. reference? What do they say about it? John Cusack is describing Tim Robbins, who lives above him, being this like gross hippie guy who his apartment reeks of patchouli. Oh, okay, and I was like, oh, what's that? It's, okay, it's the hippie smell. That is so funny. I just like stored that away and forgot about. I was like, oh, there's a word that I don't know in this movie. I'm just gonna 
pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> I have. Yeah, but when you saw High Fidelity in the movie theater, you when you saw that, you said out loud to the audience, "I hope there's a podcast someday that figures this out." <laughs> <laughs> and I heard you. And I waited yeah, a long time, but now but, we're finally getting to the bottom of it. Here is the final reckoning. All right, so Allison, you wait. I didn't. You I didn't said, put Tony. Oh, there. Tony. Oh no, I'm just re- I'm oh, just okay. refreshing okay. my memory. Okay. Thank you, Mike. You'll have your day, I'm Tony. So <laughs> Tony loves answering uh, so, questions like this. <laughs> Allison, you said you said Spurs Correct. on Maine D. Danny, you said Soul and Spurs. Tony and I, I feel like I've heard this before, but t- both B and C sounded familiar to me. But I'm going with B, the Western Rust Western Shed. Mm, that's a respectable okay. name. B Rust's Western Shed. Well, the answer, you guys, Paul's dad shop was called B Rust's Western Shed. Yeah. Tony pulls Tony, into the lead. Tony. But I got to say, Mike, Soul and Spurs, Spurs on Main, those are good names yeah. for a shot. Yeah. Those are all available. Sounds like your dad uh, blew Email it. us at don'tstopperwilldie <laughs> at gmail.com, and we'll talk about a rate for these business names. <laughs> okay, cool. So wait, what you, you're keeping yeah, score, Yeah, Tony right, has Allison? two. I have one, and Daniel has a goose egg. But it's anyone's game. Goose. It's, I, I'm coming okay. from behind here. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I mean, this it'll be fun to see darts getting thrown at this wall, but some of it has come up. Which of the following is not the name of one of the bands that my dad has played in? <laughs> oh, wow. Love it. My father. Which of the following is not one of the names that my father has not played in? A. Lone Tree Revival. B. Jive for Five. C. Salt Peanuts. D. Brass Transit. My dad, Dan Cassidy, plays trombone in bands over the years, but one of these was not one of those bands. Which one did he not play in? A. Lone Tree Revival. B. Jive for five, C, salt peanuts, D, brass transit. Okay, I have a guess. Right. <laughs> I'm yes, guessing yes, I'm guessing B, jive for five. Even though at first I thought, oh, that's definitely a band, but they just all sound like bands more than jive for five. Uh, I I can't even stand by my choice, but it's B. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Good. going with salt peanuts. For no for no no reason at all. <laughs> okay. They're all was, very good. Fair names. enough. That's fine. I was tempted. I was tempted by salt peanuts, but I'm also once again with Allison and wow. going with Jive for Five. Wow. Two guesses for B, Jive for Five. One guess, Daniel. He said C, Salt Peanuts. My father has played in a band called Lone Tree Revival. He has played in two different bands <laughs> called Brass Transit. I knew that in one two different familiar. cities. Wow. And he has played in a band called Jive oh, for Five. The answer is Salt oh, Peanuts. Oh, wow. And that one was worth four points. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow, Yeah, we, The fourth question is for all the marbles. There's two questions left, but that one, you got it. You won. <laughs> nice. That was a good guess. Um, 
Yeah, it's great. These band names are so great. Oh my great. gosh, he, two he, brass transits. Yeah, yeah he played in one in Northeast Iowa, and then he moved to, or Northwest Iowa, then he moved to Southeast Iowa, and a totally different, like, horn band that plays, like, Chicago and Earth, Wind, and Fire, and, like, Chase and stuff like that. Also called Brass Transit. He was the only common ingredient. All right. Um, uh, do you think, um, how many Brass Transits in Iowa do you think there were in the eighties? <laughs> and what are the odds of there being two bands of the same name that on completely different parts of the country that had the same member in it? And like right. and that that wordplay was so delicious that two <laughs> groups just couldn't pass it up. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Somebody said brass transit at their little band naming party. That's it, man. Um we gotta um, take a real quick break, and while we do, everyone think about where they are on the board while I tell you guys about Osea. Uh, Osea is this great skincare company that makes really great products that are, they smell good, they feel good. In particular, I want to tell you guys about Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. It um, instantly moisturizes and replenishes dry skin, leaving every inch silky smooth. It's great to put on after the shower. It has like a, a light citrus smell. It is, uh, it has been described by some as liquid gold. Um, it leaves your skin super soft and glowing uh, with Andaria algae, acai pulp, and babasu seed oil. Uh, Osea soaks hand-harvested Andaria algae in barrels of oil for up to six months. The result is liquid gold, a rich, luxurious, never-greasy body oil, fragrant with sunny citrus and top notes of sweet passion fruit. And the last time I talked about it on the show, um, a listener got in touch with me, and, and she was like, I got so excited when I heard you talking about the Andaria algae oil because that is like my favorite uh, product and then we compared notes about it and um, and now we're best friends. So Osea creates <laughs> skin and body care products powered by the sea. They've made clean, safe skin care products since 1996 um, and you can try Osea risk-free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. They even send free samples with every order uh, and get 10% off your first order with my promo code Allison at oseamalibu.com. That's 10% off with code Allison at oseamalibu. So that's O-S-E-A, like C, Osea, C, the ocean, oseamalibu, M-A-L-I-B-U.com. Uh, use code Allison. Okay, great. All right, number five. We're about to find out who knows Uh-oh. Paul and Michael best. Number five. This is the second to last question. Now, sticking on the band tip, you know, it's not all about Dan Cassidy, my pops. <laughs> There's two other fathers on this Zoom. One of them's Paul Rust. Which of the following is not the name of one of the bands that Paul Rust has been a member mm. of? A, the subordinates. B, Rumble Tummy. C, my business failed in three weeks. <laughs> D, the Glass Beef. Which of these bands did Paul Rust not play in? He was not a member of one of these. Which one? A, the Subordinates. B, Rumble Tummy. C, my business failed in three weeks. D, 
the glass beef. All right, I have a guess. I'm going with glass beef. Um, okay. Yeah. D, D glass, glass beef. beef, Daniel. I'm going to go with the subordinates because it's uh, the. Other, I want the others to all be bands that he was a part of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I am quite confident that both C and D are real. Yeah. Uh, and I think that A also is real, but I'm not positive, so I'm going with B, Rumble Tummy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't break my heart. So, Allison, you think it's Glass Beef. I think beef. so. He was not in Glass Beef. Daniel, you think it's the subordinates. There's no way. Tony, you think it's Rumble Tummy that Paul was not a part mm-hmm. of. Paul, do you want to tell him? I was not a member, and it breaks my heart that I wasn't of Rumble Tummy. Oh, no. Rumble Tummy's oh. not a band. Oh. So The other three are bands. Tony, band. you got that right, right? I agree. Right? The subordinates, Correct. I didn't get to get a say in that band name. Oh. And so I don't care for it either. And I'd love to be in Rumble Tummy. Rumble Tummy's good. <laughs> Glass beef. Well, was... we could still do like a, a Don't Stop or We'll Die spinoff project called Rumble Tummy. Oh, like our own Chris Gaines. Yes. yes. <laughs> you could open for yourselves as Rumble Tummy. We all come out like with like green makeup, like we're about to puke and yeah. play a rock show. And we're for furries. We have Rumble Tummies. Um, okay, so Tony has three and Daniel and I each have one. At this point, there's no way we can win. I don't know if we... I mean... What did if it, we make it did interesting it properly... where if Tony gets one wrong, he gets docked. Okay. I what mean, we fuck? could do just like a Hail Mary and say, yeah. this last question is Winner for takes all. all. The Winner whole takes deal. All. Winner That's... takes all. It's up to Tony, I guess. Is, I mean, we know Tony would have won. Let's just say that. <laughs> we know Tony would have won. So is, anything... Well, Tony knows us better. That was what yeah. this was measuring, right? Yes, but uh, guys, I'm trying to show off. <laughs> I want the listener to well, be impressed. Well, you could still sweep it. You could either sweep it or just totally yeah, eat shit on this Tony, last question. Tony, don't fuck up. Yeah. All right, let's let's. Okay. There's a lot of pressure on Tony. Okay. Last right, question. This one is about yours truly. <laughs> Which of the following is not the name of one of the bands that I have played in? Oh wow! Here we go again. A. Elvis Prestello. B. The Big Top Jazz Orchestra. C. The Cotillionaires. D. Johnson County Landmark. Which of these bands did I not play in? A. Elvis Prestello. B. The Big Top Jazz Orchestra. C. The Cotillionaires. D. Johnson County Landmark. Okay, I have a guess. Okay. I'm guessing the Cotillionaires. I did Cotillion. I feel like this would have come up, and no one would name something Cotillionaires if they hadn't done Cotillion. Maybe you also did Cotillion, and I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> See the Cotillionaires, Wait, Just because okay. you did Cotillion, you're, you're assuming it would have come up on an episode? <laughs> with- <laughs> yes, you know I, I talk nonstop about it. Um, well, I'm going with Cotillionaires, too, but because oh. this is for all the marbles, I'm going uh, to choose A. Whatever that was. Elvis Prestello. Oh, I like that one. No, I'm going with B. Big Top. <laughs> Big Top. That's Jazz it. Yeah, it's, you yeah. Didn't do that one. Big Top. Um, and I am going with Elvis Prestello. Uh, but the, this one is a total guess. I feel like I've heard less about your old bands than I have Paul's. So I'm totally <laughs> guessing here. 
Okay. Yeah, Mike's not as much of a gas bag about this. <laughs> I not what I'm saying. Not no, I know. Yeah, I, know. I don't come on Rosen and just spot, spout about my old bands, <laughs> except for right now, when I tell you that I have never played in the band called D, Johnson County. Oh, Landmark. wow. None of us got it. Iowa City is in Johnson County, and that's the only way I think that you would have gotten mm. this right. That's why Tony choosing to have this be for all the marbles. Mike, so tell them about uh, Elvis uh, Prestello, though. That was a great band. Elvis Prestello is a band where our friend Brendan Hunt uh, performs Elvis Presley songs, uh, Elvis Costello songs, as an Elvis Presley Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, like stuff like that. So it's the Elvis Costello songbook, and he's like bitching about Margaret Thatcher and stuff, <laughs> but he's doing it like Elvis. And and so, what was Cotillionaires? The Cotillionaires is a band with Scott Rogers that was several years ago. A very, I mean, there's no way you guys could have gotten this. And Big Top Jazz Orchestra, we've talked about on our podcast, but not this one. That was what my cool friends and I called our jazz band. <laughs> Did you do Cotillion? <laughs> I did not do Cotillion, no. It was more like, oh, Cotillion Airs, like, this is the kind of band that you hire to play at the yes. Cotillion was the that's what idea. it sounds like. Um, well, that yeah. was very, very fun. As it turns out... That was a nail-biter. I know. I mean, I guess... Wait, so did Tony win still? Tony won. Or does he just... Tony every won. the scores get white? I know, I don't... Everybody loses. I'm sorry, Tony didn't win. <laughs> no, we, yeah. Tony, Tony lost wins. a point. Tony wins. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Sorry, dude. If Tony loses one point, then he still wins. But if he loses two points, then we came in tied. I think... That's what happened. I think we came in tied, yeah. I, I love a game where the okay. rules are made up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tony wins like Tony wins. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Little Padres humor for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, I thought it was Munster's humor. <laughs> oh man, that's that's ah! Fred Gwynn, right? <laughs> yeah, Fred, Fred Gwynn. Okay. Um, to Tony Gwynn and Fred <laughs> Gwynn just... though are uh, best friends. Are they? I I wonder how Stop often spreading they filthy lies. <laughs> and yeah, don't forget about his friend Fred Schwinn, Schwinn. the the bike guy. <laughs> the... The the bicycle magnate. I remember there was this, um, and this is, I'm not saying anything negative about people who work for the fire department, and I realize that sounds weird without me telling you the story. However, Great story. okay, I went to, my last name is Rosen. I went to school with this kid whose last name was Rosing, R-O-S-I-N-G. We always went to school together till eighth grade. Actually, he went to my high school too. So our entire, all through high school, Torture. we went to school together. But I remember someone from the fire department came to our school to give a talk about what to do. Stop, drop, and roll. And so he was like going over their names and he's like, Allison Rosen, you know, Jimmy Rosing. Oh, are you guys brother and sister? No. And then he's like, cousins? And I said, no. What an idiot. Thank you. (laughs) That's the whole story. The astronomical (laughs) odds that you would be cousins with the, like... Siblings is just, you're stupid. Cousins is like, I think he knew he said something dumb and was just like, er, uh, that's me giving him the, all the benefit of it the doubt. It so was so weird. Like, what about the jerk. five other Allisons? Are you related yeah. to them too? The thing that made me think <laughs> yeah. about it was... What about me? Are you related to me? <laughs> the thing that made me think about it was Tony Gwynn and Fred Gwynn being best friends and how people would always assume, if they had been best friends, people would always assume they're brothers, but no. But really, no. cousins don't have similar names. I mean, they can. No. 
Anyway, anyway. <laughs> not a rule. But I learned about stop, drop. And I learned like in a grease fire, you don't want to put water on it. So I did learn important things from him. Um, <laughs> do you still do the stop, drop, and roll thing? Yeah, do you still do Is that? that a skill that lives to this day? Let's try it now. Everybody stop, drop, and roll. I, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Uh, you know what? Was- I learned stop, drop, and roll too. Mm-hmm. And the one time where I ever had to like apply it, I did it backwards, and I just started rolling in midair. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. And the fire got worse. Stop and drop first. I just was spinning around. Well, once you're rolling, you can't drop. And if you d- can't drop, you certainly Wait, can't true, stop. R- legit question. <laughs> why do you stop, drop, and roll? Like, what? To why smother is- the fire. The flame. Oh, if you're, yeah. oh, it's if it's you're like, on if fire. You're on I fire. forgot you're, you're that on fire. key detail. <laughs> no, I forgot that. It's very not point. if you see a fire. I thought that it's if your house. Is- your weird behavior every time your parents <laughs> built a fire in the fire. I was thinking it's if your house is on fire, you stop, drop, and roll to the nearest well, exit. That's going to be a terrible though. thing to do. Yeah. I remember I was, <laughs> Paul and I, we were driving by your house oddly and you were watching Backdraft and we saw you rolling out of your door into the street. Yeah, frontwards and backwards, back like rewind and fast forward. <laughs> yeah, I was just, um, <laughs> and then somebody let the tape roll and I kept rolling right up the steps into my bed and then the bed sheets went right up to my chin. <laughs> yeah, and then the fire. It was almost like they shot it in reverse. Yeah, it was almost as if they did that. <laughs> Um, I would like to say hello and welcome to my new patrons. And then I think we should do a quick, quick round of Just Mirror, everyone. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. Sign up to be new patrons. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. There was some amazing dancing going on during that little. <laughs> Is that you, Tony? That was me. That was Tony. Uh, some amazing dancing nice. going on, and you can, if you're a patron, you can see the dancing because you get access to the video of this. Um, but I already mentioned all the other fun stuff earlier. What I forgot to mention is, if you sign up for an annual subscription, you get two, <laughs> <laughs> you get two months free. So twelve deal. months for the price of ten. Okay, I would like to say, mm. um, I would like to say welcome to Leslie Larimer, uh, Jeffrey Michael Rock. Well, it's R E O C K. I feel like that's rock, but it could be rook. It could be rook. R E O C K in the U.S. I don't know. R E O C K. Yeah, the am USA. I? Oh, he um, signed up for an annual subscription, and then Brefni Kehoe uh, had an annual subscription, but increased his annual subscription. So thank you Ooh. to all of you guys. Okay, let's just quickly do just mirror everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay. Is that you, Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was uh, Trap Dog. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Angela says, the money in my wallet needs to be right side up, facing the same direction and in order of denominations. When did the bank stop putting them all upright? It's complete madness now. I... Hell yeah. Oh, really? Upright? Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean, yeah. upright? Like, uh... The bank? Like, facing, like, the way... Like not oh. upside down. Yeah, but, like, she's saying she gets a packet of money from the bank and it's all scattershot Th- That's what she's there? saying, Yeah. 
That's mm. fucked up. <laughs> I would take that up with your bank. Um, I don't. I have chaos in my wallet. First of all, I don't even carry a true wallet because my I, I began having like a Kramer situation where there was just all this crap stuffed in it. Costanza. You could only poop for like a window of fifteen minutes a day. <laughs> exactly, but also my wallet was messy. Um, so I just have a coin purse. Oh wait, that was Kramer. Oh, I, you said Costanza. No, it was. Never mind. It was Fuck. Costanza. She said Kramer. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get this right now, guys. Wait, but no, Kramer was the one that could only poop for like a 20 minute window. So I was right. No, but she, Okay, let's Oh just yeah, I did say Kramer situation with my wallet. The I wallet. would my I would just throw it into an open door. Um <laughs> No. <laughs> the wallet's here. <laughs> um yeah, so my my money situation is chaotic and I don't have it organized at all. Um that's me. What about you guys? So Tony is is a little anal. I do generally <laughs> like <know>. to have <laughs> the denominations in order, just so it's easy to find the ones versus the twenties. But anal, <laughs> it's it's easy it's easy to be seduced by doing it because it does have a logistical function. I I do get it right side up and in really? ascending order. Because then I could just look down real quick and take it yeah, out. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, I, I, am I the right. only one? So it's easy. Yes. But um, I don't do it all the time. Oh, I'm sorry, Allison. What'd you am say? I the only one who doesn't do this? Um, I don't do it all the time. Sometimes there's times where I'm just being a little. Uh, we're carefree and it's crumpled You're up in the moment. And stuff. So wait a minute, though. Do you guys <laughs> do this in a store, though? Because that's when it's really stressful and there's a lot of pressure. And I just got to throw the whole wad with the receipt just in my purse somewhere. Um, I, I don't actually do hmm. that, but I, I throw it, it in the coin purse. I, I definitely put them in order of denomination. And I also sort them head to tail, like having them all matchy-matchy. But I get you on that, Allison, because sometimes there's a situation where you just I almost even don't even put it in the wallet. I just have the cash in my wallet in my hand until I get yeah. to my car. And then I put the cash in my wallet when I have a second to, to put it all in one order. And this is kind of an example of the U.S. fucking up, man. Most other major world powers have money where the denominations are different sizes and colors. Yeah, yeah I like the Almost everybody but us does this right. And so you, yeah. like, you know, let's say for sensory-deprived people... You can just feel your money and know what's up in these countries. Yeah. And um, coins. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the weight and size of coins is also weird. But I definitely do organize it. I confess. I I feel like I haven't been using my wallet for a year and a half, but I do do that. Here's a question for you. Am I the only one who's annoyed by the fact that the coins are not sized in order of their value? I hate it. Why is it dime smaller than a nickel? The penny, especially. I just feel like a penny should just all be smelted into a big blob and sent into the ocean forever. We don't need yeah. pennies. We're done with pennies. Five cent increments is fine. And why would the five be bigger than the ten? That has always no. bothered me, man. Yeah, yeah it's really always. strange. Uh, um, it's like, um, oh, also, I was thinking when you said the idea of the way you put your money in your wallet being a sort of a uh, an anal mm-hmm. fixation. It is as like close to anal as you can get. It's this like little crack you open up and you put paper into. <laughs> I don't have any issues with it. <laughs> to, to keep yourself healthy. I never th- 
yeah. you take the money and you like wipe the shit out of your wallet. <laughs> and, and I keep corn in there. <laughs> My dog's flipping out. I'm worried uh, somebody's being murdered. <laughs> okay. I'll be right back. Oh, we lost him. He said his dog's flipping out. He's worried someone's being murdered. Mm, yeah, that well, would be really terrible you know, if someone was. That's, oh my god, that podcast. would be real bad. Judy would be the one to grab him. That dog, uh, it's like a big. I know dog, he joke, has like a big like, doodle, right? Yeah, yeah, a big golden do. It's she's the absolute best. One of my favorite canine friends. <laughs> Welcome back. I was just singing the praises of Judy, your protector. I was just singing this, the praises of Judy, your protector. Oh, yes, Is everything yes. okay? Nope. Anyone murdered? Yeah, I don't know why she was flipping out. That was like so scary. <sighs> Maybe the milk bone truck drove by. That's probably <laughs> yeah, like it, the Oscar Mayer mobile <laughs> that's shaped like a big milk bone. And even worse, it's driven by a cat. <laughs> so it really loves it in. Just to drive them wild. <laughs> uh, okay, Chode to Joy says, when I'm driving, I go so far out of my way to take surface streets instead of the highway. I hope my, ha- my car I hope my car can still break 40 miles an hour, just me or everyone. No, I pretty much, uh, I'm, I'm Waze's bitch. If it tells me to go on the freeway, I go on the freeway. If it tells me to take surface streets, I take surface streets because I have no sense of direction. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, also, I have defied Waze in the past it, to my, you know, great regret. But of course, <laughs> you know, Waze isn't perfect. You know, I've, I've said this before, I wish Waze had an apology function because there have been times <laughs> when it's like, okay, I'm waiting. You fucked up, but never. But yeah, the the surface streets aren't more fun. In fact, no, it's more he, stressful. I think he lives in Northern California. Is that For right? For me, it depends where oh. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll do it. Like because where I like where I'm at, I'm close to Colorado Boulevard, and if I'm going to Pasadena, I can just take that the whole way, and it really takes not that much longer than taking the highway. So sometimes I just feel like doing that instead. Yeah. It's also very specific to certain stretches of freeway. Like, there's parts of freeway in L.A. that I won't be seen on, regardless of time of day, because it's just like there's some interchanges that are just insufferable. It's it's just designed. We don't have to get into the geopolitics of it all, but the freeways are not where they should have gone. (laughs) They dug up ground where it was cheapest, not where it made any sense to build city. And that's what Biden's infrastructure plan is trying to take care of. <laughs> oh and it's boy, not a soapbox. It's not a soapbox, but the freeways in LA make zero well, sense. The fact that like, if you just look at the map, it makes zero sense. You're talking to four people who gladly voted for Trump a second time. <laughs> so don't bring yeah, I know. Biden that's why I'm sheepishly bringing it up. The, the fact that there isn't a freeway that cuts through the middle of. LA proper though like it doesn't go from the west side to like Los Feliz is yeah there Um, have been times um this is unrelated to LA or related to LA but like when I uh you know when you're like in bumper to bumper traffic on a surface street and you're at a crawl like between red lights and green lights and you're just moving really slow there's been times where I've been an idiot and I'll think god if we just had a street that had no red lights on it (laughs) And no stopping, no intersections. We would move really fast. And then halfway, I'm like, oh, that's an interstate. That's a highway. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, if we want to talk about local streets and stuff, I remember (laughs) years ago, they were talking about turning Olympic into a one-way going 
yeah. west and Pico into a that. one way going east. They tried that multiple times. I think that it, like the local businesses don't want it. Yeah, I think that they're. I mean, and rightly so. They'd lose half of their. It'd be impossible to get over there. It's but already it's impossible. impossible anyway. Right, Angelinos? Mm. Imagine if Rust Western Shed was. What is it? Western That's Shed. Right. Yeah, That's right. if that was there. What if Spurs on Main had to get moved to Spurs on Pico Second Street? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Second Spurs. So Paul, did you did did you have like get, get like free Spurs and free Western wear your whole <laughs> yeah. childhood? I I uh, uh, theoretically could have, but anybody who uh, met my dad, knowing first that he was the owner of Rust Western Shed in our town, they were always disappointed that he did like walk in with like a five gallon hat, like <laughs> chats. Yeah, and in your like in your guy. like uh, elementary school photos, you have boots, two boots on your hands and on your feet, and a big boot <laughs> Only on your head. Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Only repurposed boots. Did people who was it people who were enthusiasts of the look and the lifestyle, or like people who were working on farms or rodeos, or like what was the neat? What were people doing with this Western wear? Uh, uh, he benefited from the, the fact that he was also like a shoe repairman. Oh. So a lot of the business was that. And then he also sold work boots where the Wells Blue Bunny comes in because that people had to get their insulated boots from there. The Western apparel kind of like the brush poppers and the, 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 the steps and hats and stuff. That was like, Always ongoing, but there was maybe like he talks about that there was like two big waves. Like in the early eighties with Urban Cowboy was when like normies would come in and start yeah. dressing more. That's your boy Johnny T again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> maybe yes. Well, now my dad's retired, so he can't get on the but uh oh yes, Johnny T. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yes. You're Pro Volta, remember? Pro Volta, <laughs> I forgot. And then uh uh and then yeah, when um the the like line dancing oh yes Garth Brooks Billy Ray Cyrus right. era um there was a when, when country went boogiers pop. there was a store called I don't know if it was a chain Miller's Outpost oh yeah that was mm. uh there was a big oh that was like that stuff what that was like a I'm sorry that was like uh, a yeah well I think it western it was apparel? like a if I remember it was a really big western wear store um wait what are brush poppers those are like those like when <laughs> couples line dance together and they wear the matching outfits. They're called like brush poppers, and they're like, <laughs> uh, wait, what? Is, what is it a reference? They have to tassels. Though? If cowboys went like disco, I don't. <laughs> I have got to look that up. That is amazing. Um, you guys, this. Well, brush proper seems like it'd be describing like what you would use to kick a kick away brush. That's oh. true. Pop pop that brush yeah. away. So maybe it's just like, like shit kickers. Uh, yeah, shit kickers. I'm gonna look up. Now I'm gonna be In careful a town to write like brush popper and not John Popper because we know who that <laughs> is. I, f- I feel like this is the difference between Paul and I's Iowa towns. In Lamar's, you'd call them brush poppers, and in Fort Dodge, you'd call them shit kickers. These are brush poppers. Brush poppers. I got a. Oh, okay. Like, like, um, frilly. Not frilly. What am I looking for? Tassily. Colorful. Yeah, tassily vests. Got it. Yeah, just with a. a like, there's like shit hanging off of bright it. Bright colors. Yeah. Bright, bright yeah, colors. Yeah, there's just shit covered in shit. <laughs> 
it it comes from a very early nineties. Like everybody was <laughs> trying to bring some that particular type of color into their world. Okay, I found I found what is a brush popper? I don't know. This is from brush poppers cowboy church is that the name of a maya poem (laughs) i know why the brush popper pops okay the cowboy's job was to move a herd of cattle across the open range on a cattle drive different cattle a brush popper would aggressively seek (laughs) cattle that strayed into the thickets thorns and brush these cowboys were often considered their own elite breed they would go into the brush for days at a time Days at a time, herding and wrangling oh, individual cows from the brush and back into the herd. Um, uh, much like you know what it sounds like. What like wearing brightly colored Western apparel sounds a little sissified. Yeah. So like calling that type of clothes like it's actually a brush popper who wears it. It's kind of like the the masculine chef. Yes. It's sort of like protesting right. too much. Right, cooking is like the it's like a rock and roll kind of thing. Yeah, have you want, noticed that the- no male celebrity chefs wanna at all seem dainty, potentially not one thousand percent masculine? It's yeah. like cool, it yes, <laughs> yes. It's like they're all overcompensating. I'm sure there's exceptions. I don't watch the Food Network. <laughs> I'm trying to think of if there's any non-super masculine chef. Is Garrison, um, what's his name? Not, I was going to say Garrison Keeler, but <laughs> Garrison Brown? Alton Brown? Uh, Alton Brown. He's not, like, super macho. No, although I feel like there was something problematic about him. He's like a prick. I, yes, or like, <laughs> uh, like a Me Too kind of thing. I, I don't want to be, I could be wrong, so I shouldn't say that, but I feel like maybe. Um, you guys, mm-hmm. this was so much fun. You'll have to come back. Please, please. <laughs> yes. I loved having you guys on. Anytime. Thanks for having us. Uh, Michael, as always, it's a pleasure to see you. But Allison. <laughs> Thank you. Daniel, Tony, it's always a pleasure to see you guys. You too. Yeah, it's great. I. You guys look great. Thank you. Everybody's looking very <laughs> healthy. You. I see, I watched the sun go down on my face, and now it's going down on Tony's face, just slightly oh, yeah. south of me. Ooh. I love it. You're using our faces like as if they're sundials. Yeah. <laughs> the original sundial. <laughs> um, listen, if you guys liked what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following. Subscribe or follow us in whatever app you listen. Um, please leave a nice review. It helps out the show. And um, tell your friends, etc. Uh, oh, and I'm on Cameo, and I forgot to mention, um, I have an Amazon shop. So Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen, Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen, and you can shop my podcast gear, my makeup, my skincare, Daniel has a corner, I have stuff for the kids, house stuff, all sorts of stuff. Check that out. Um, Paul, where can we find you, and uh, what would you like to plug? Oh, well, Mike and I, uh, along with Tony and Amin Zarukian, we have the Don't Stop or We'll Die Song of Week podcast, where every Wednesday we introduce uh, and debut a brand new, fully produced Don't Stop or We'll Die song. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com. Patreon! Don't Stop or We'll Die. So you check it out, for sure, man. Right, and also, you're on Wendy's show, uh, The Great North, right? Yeah, Wendy Molino and, uh, and Lizzie Molino is out of the Great North. It's on, uh, uh, just finished its first season and it'll come back for the second season, but you can watch all the episodes on Hulu. Awesome. Wendy is a freak. Yeah. Hulu. A freak. 
frequent guest. Hence, I had Wendy's to the best. call that yes. out. Um, Michael, what about you? Yeah. Um, you can find uh, Paul and I uh, on social at Don't Stop or We'll Die on Insta. Definitely listen to Song a Week. Go on to the Patreon. We got bonus episodes uh, coming up on our next bonus episode. Uh, we release um, our version of Dark Side of the Moon played along with the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, You're familiar sure. with, you oh, know, you yeah. can play the dark side. Well, our band Don't Stop or Will Die has a track um, like that also for the Here Comes Garfield <laughs> television, animated television special. And that's our next bonus episode, but we do a couple bonus episodes every month. We do covers of of, of artists that we like. We do little hero worship episodes and question and answer yeah. song request episodes. And, and, and that uh, Garfield episode is readily available on YouTube for everybody. If, so you don't have to like if, yeah. get down. I mean, the, if you sync it up, is it like mind blowing? It's crazy. Like there'll be times Honestly? where Garfield will walk through the door and Micah and I are going, Garfield walks through the door. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Whoa. It's honestly pretty close to a hundred percent. Close dark side. Whoa. It's almost as and, if we were watching it and playing along. Wow. <laughs> and we've been joking around a lot today, but that's real, <laughs> what we just said. <laughs> that exists for your pleasure at any time. So, yeah, you can find our podcast and our band, and we're going to, you know, the summer is young, guys. We're going to be releasing new stuff. Lamb. So follow us to get uh, announcements for upcoming music releases and podcast stuff, because... Yes. Uh, we got a lot of fun projects in the Yeah, hopper. you said it might be like a fucking good summer, right? It's going to be a fucking, <laughs> fucking fun, fun summer, summer, guys. Daniel, what about you? You can find me at rumbletummy.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How'd you get yep, it so I fast? It. Sorry, guys. Fast. Uh, no, you can find me at Daniel Quantz, uh, Twitter and Instagram, if you're uh, so inclined. I don't know. Great. Quantz. Tony? <laughs> you know. I am on Twitter and Instagram at... Tony Thaxton and my podcast Bizarre Albums every Tuesday <laughs> and uh, Motion City Soundtrack Tour 2022 <coughs> tickets are on sale now and I also want to say that uh, all this week Monday through Friday I am on uh, the Star Wars Minute podcast oh, yeah, baby. with our oh, friend yeah. Pete who also cool. does the video stuff for this show so yes. uh, check that out as well Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I had so much fun. Listeners, thank you for listening. You. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.